You were able to watch the Bucks last night. I was. Mr. Cable Man, you? So, yeah, some of us. You were hanging out with the cable guy. Yep. Cable guy. You didn't have to X out of like weird like anime or weird like Family nope. Guy or Simpsons. Nope. I could turn on both channels. You lucky well, SOB. Lucky you. <laughs> lucky, lucky. Mr. Mr. Fancy over here. Our guy Pike up in Lena. What up, Pike? He goes, I tried to watch the Bucks game, only I couldn't find it. It was blacked out. <laughs> so I sat in the kitchen in my recliner, listened to the game over the air, had a cocktail, and passed out. <laughs> Boom. Well, you could have went to bed at halftime and knew that the Milwaukee Bucks were going to win that game. They scored 81 points in the first half. Saw that. That's pretty wild. 81 points. No Giannis Adendacumbo. And let's just say... The uh, uh, the baskets for the Bucks they were like shooting into the ocean. They shot from beyond the arc fifty one percent. That is a uh, pretty nutty man. Twenty five threes that tied a uh, playoff record in the NBA for threes made. Crazy. And then everyone is doing. Uh, I can't believe Planet Pat Pat Connaughton was a was a non did not play because of a coach's decision game one and then was huge off the bench eight of 12 shooting six to ten from beyond the arc 22 points for planet pat uh what where was he game one maybe he was hurt i don't think so well he hadn't been playing very well down the stretch though well he had an ankle injury too um going into it but they said he's ready to go and all of a sudden planet pat huge off the bench joe ingles too dominating off of the bench even Javon Carter hit a three that was like way beyond <laughs> NBA range. He did. That was like he was like on the dot of the Pfizer dot form on the court. That's a that's a that's a long ways. Feel the power of the Milwaukee Bucks. You jabronis. Hell yeah, little He Man right there. And he said, "I have the power." Uh, uh, Kumo did play last night, by the way. Just yeah. wasn't Giannis. It was Thanassus. Didn't need to be. When Thanassus is in, that's either the human white flag or the human victory cigar. And last night it was the human victory cigar. Yep. Good on Thanassus and then the Kumbo getting in. Also, Marjan Bochamp with his first playoff appearance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, a human victory cigar for the Bucks. And uh, the other one getting in was Myers Leonard, who actually got a shot. Missed I it. Saw that, yeah. But he missed it. Another human victory cigar. Uh, <laughs> That guy was actually pretty good, though. And then he was streaming video games and said some unsavory things. He did. And then that... He, he got canceled. He, it, it led to him getting traded. And yep. then when yep. he got traded, then they got cut. Yep. And then he hadn't played for a couple of years. And the Bucks were like, you know what? Come on over. Let's it's see been a couple of years. Men, can ch- women, anyone can change. <laughs> I know you said you didn't know what that word meant when you were streaming. People never forget. But come on down, baby. So, yeah, Myers Leonard also getting in. And Goran Dragic getting three minutes as well. How about that? And then, uh, you know, for some reason, um, he reminds me of a way, of a Duncan Robinson a little bit. Duncan Robinson getting a start in place of Tyler Hero. Yeah. Tyler Hero, you know, broke his hand. Uh, Charles Barkley uh, getting in the conversation we had earlier in the week about Barkley, or Barkley, about Giannis versus Tyler Hero and what it means for their team. We'll, uh, I'll play the clip. But first... A man who's no stranger to a hot take. Our guy, Terry, the king of the north. What's up, Terry? Evo, I'm sitting here looking out live as I'm watching maybe some storms come rolling in here. Maybe we have more thunder boomers today. When the thunder rolls, Terry, and the lightning strikes. First of all, I just want to say, as Milwaukee could have brought those guys in in the second quarter, 
after um, the 24-2 run, Miami quit. So it was definitely going to be a buck route. And, you know, and I want to go back to your survey that you took the other day. How did it turn out total on uh, the total votes? For uh, who's more important for their team? Yeah. The, between Giannis and uh, uh, Tyler Hero? Yes. Let's see, Terry. Let me scroll a little bit. Uh, I got to go a little back a little here. Oh, hard uh, here you go. I got it right here. 80.2%. Said Bucks losing Giannis is a bigger loss for their team than Tyler Hero. Idiots. Eighty point two percent. Fans misunderstood the question because, and like I tried to explain on the air when I called that day, mm-hmm. the Bucks are strong enough, and they proved it last night without Giannis to beat a weak Miami team. Miami's only got a few guys, and they lost one of their better shooters. Miami cannot score enough points with the present roster the Bucks have. Mm. Now, Giannis definitely puts more frosting on the cake. <laughs> but the question isn't who's better than one another. The question is which one helps their team more out of the two. And because of the surrounding cast, mm. it would be the Miami guard because they're going to need them extra 15 points or whatever they're going to get. They won't... Milwaukee's outside shooting can overcome the loss of Giannis in this series. Yeah, they shoot more threes. When, they shoot more threes when Giannis is out. Yeah, yeah. So I think your callers or your listeners all misquoted the question because they're all wrong. Miami misses him a lot more than Milwaukee misses Giannis. Now I will say, uh, the first game where this stemmed from Terry, the Bucks did lose game one. Sure, but that's because they went to the hoop and they didn't shoot well. Last night he wasn't there, and the Bucks blew him out by what fifty? It wasn't fifty, but yeah, they they dominated. I don't him. care what the final score was. Yeah. The game was they, over. They, the they beat the hell out of him. Yeah, the game was over. Miami quit. They actually quit. And um, I think Milwaukee goes on this week. No, and if Giannis plays again, great. If he don't, I think the series is over. Um, Miami give it their best shot. Not without one of their better players, they don't have a chance to win. They hit him with their best shot. Fire away, Milwaukee Terry. Shoots like twenty five percent again. Because Miami can't shoot like that again. Terry, you know Miami who's on your side? Night of shooting in that fourth quarter. Charles, We're not going to shoot like that again. Terry, Sir Charles Barkley is on your side with the Giannis hero debate, by the way. Absolutely. That's a no-brainer, Evo. I'm going to play and the clip. Who's a better player? It's who, what team needs who the more, and it's called surrounding cast. Mm. Supporting cast. Mm. And the supporting Giannis cast. is the greatest player in America. Hell yeah. What about the world? Any player is just a utility guy that can have a, a great night. What about the just world, Terry? Not, not, not America. What about the world? You know, but I'm serious, though, Evo. It's, it's a no-brainer question, and I think your callers got the question totally screwed up. Call them idiots, Terry. Morons. No, they're not idiots. They're just homers. <laughs> call them, call them dumbasses. Tell them that I've been smoking on the marijuana too early. Does that make you feel better? I always feel good, Terry. Here's to feeling good all the time. You won by 50 without him. Hmm. That's my point, guys. Hey, Terry, uh, speaking of feeling good. Hey, hey. You need to be educated. You tell him, Terry. Speaking of feeling good, Terry, how about your Chicago Cubs? 12-2 victors over the Oakland A's yesterday. Hey, I'm going to tell you what. Is it true that the um, A's are moving to Oakland? Did they buy some land? They bought land in Vegas. It is official. They did buy it. Uh, yeah, Rowdy had it and gone to sixty. Right? It's they've came to an agreement to buy land. They haven't bought anything yet, but there's an agreement there for them to buy land. Looking at leverage, 
because I'm obviously here this morning on some of according to some friends of mine who called me that they're going to, um, they want to start construction sometime late this summer on a, on a beautiful stadium in Vegas. Terry, could you imagine you're sitting in Vegas watching the Las Vegas A's aces and you're gambling, having Los a waitress Raiders. give you free drinks. Cause you're putting it in a slot machine. Maybe go to the blackjack table. I think that would be great. I would love that. I don't know why Fixing I don't want to in Miller Park. Probably could have one hell of a pole in there. I know that. Hell but, yeah. you know, seriously, you know, and this is where I agree with you on gambling. God, leave people alone. Yeah. Totally. Let them bet on what they want to bet on. If they want to bet yeah. their whole damn check, yeah. let them do it. That's called yeah. personal responsibility, Terry. I'm not. I'm, yeah, who am, I to, who am I to tell another person how to live their life? Who am I to tell another person how to live their life, Terry? Stop it real quick, you boy. No, get out of here. I want to thank Scott Walker for giving Foxcom a 50-year tax break. I see that this got sold. Yeah, what a uh, what an idiot! Yo, know, yeah, he's probably sitting down in Mexico in some cheap hose bathtub soaking his feet. What? He's got a, they got boy, cheap hoses in Mexico. Way to go, Scotty boy! Yeah, he's an idiot. Yeah, he is. All right, buddy. See, I sir. want you to know, callers, think about it. Giannis think. is great. Think, McFly. But the think. Miami Guard is more important to their team think. than Giannis is to Milwaukee in this. Series. Terry, turn your radio up. I'm going to play Charles Barkley for you, okay? He's going to agree with you. you give me about, sometimes I get that delay, so give me about 10 seconds, man. You got it. One Mississippi. Let's see you, Terry. Oh, I, sorry, you're supposed to say, then he says go Cubs. Sorry, Terry, I cut you off. I think we're fine without it. Yeah. I, well, there is a delay. It's it's a seven-second delay. What I'm saying right now, people will hear seven seconds later. Yeah. Come on. So, Terry, I think that's almost that's seven about. Seven-second delays for the week. I agree. If it was People up to me, with strong hearing don't get that. It was up to me. It was up to me. I mean, it's because of the dump button. It was up to me. We wouldn't have a dump button, and we also wouldn't be on to the rest of the radio, though. But so, all right, there. I think I killed seven seconds, ten seconds for you, Terry. All right, here's Charles Barkley. Uh, people were like, "That's really, really dumb." People thought he like hit his head or something when he said this. I can see where he's coming from, though. I don't, yeah. I don't, it doesn't mean I agree. But here is uh, Sir Charles Barkley. Don't need uh, your essay question here. Yeah, I, just that. Uh, I think Hero is a, is a not going forward, but in this series, I think Hero is a bigger loss than Giannis. Mm. Let's go to commercial. <laughs> no, so, he's not a bigger loss than Giannis. No, no, but I'm saying it's a for, big loss for. No, 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 but I'm saying commercial. No, I'm talking about not going forward in the play. I'm talking about for this series, Milwaukee got a much better chance to beat Milwaukee, uh, beat Miami without Giannis. Then, then Miami going to beat them without Hero is my question. Hero's an integral part. Yeah. The, the comparisons. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm not comparing as players. In this series. I'm talking about in this in series. series. If, if, if Miami had Hero and the Bucks didn't have Giannis, they could win. They can't win without Hero, but the Milwaukee can beat them without Giannis is my point. Well, uh, the Heat did win uh, game one without Tyler Hero. But I understand what Charles Barkley is saying, but when you say that you were losing, as Terry said, the best player in America, I would say the world, that's a bigger blow than a Tyler Hero. I know they are an eight seed and the reason for what they are, but losing Giannis is a bigger blow than losing Tyler Hero. You still have Jimmy Butler. Like, <laughs> am I wrong in this? Is Jimmy Butler the second best player in the series? Nope. Hmm. Because I feel like, um, you know, normally a healthy Chris Middleton would have to be thrown in there. Yep. Uh, Drew Holiday this season. Mm-hmm. 
Who's the I, second I don't best player in the series? I don't think it's easy to say for a matter of fact Jimmy Butler's number two. Who would be number two? I mean, Jimmy Butler's top I think, five. Who's number two? Well, well, yeah, he's top five. But well, yeah, Obviously. I think it's a pretty good argument between him and Holiday. How do it st- Giannis is the best. Drew Holiday or Jimmy Butler fight for number two, number three? Yeah. Chris Middleton, four? Sure. I mean, he's pretty, pretty good. Joe Ingles? But that's, that's also why when you start to think about it, you go, okay, well, if we're going to go one through five for the best players in the series, there's more on that list that play for the Milwaukee Bucks than the Miami Heat because yeah. one is a one seed and the other is an eight seed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Where would Hero hit uh, in the pecking order of most important on, for the series? Doesn't even make the list. Well, he's clearly he's <laughs> behind Jimmy Butler on his own team. Yeah. Like that's that's a given. I would say he's Bam? behind Bam on Adebayo. That's a given. So he's behind at least two Heat players at a minimum. Mm-hmm. And then you look at Milwaukee. He's definitely behind Giannis. He's d- definitely behind Holiday for me. I mean, that's four guys right there. So is he behind Middleton? Mistleton? He's behind Brooke. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like at the at the best, you would have to slot him as, as fifth most important or best player. Fifth? At the best. I get it. It's tougher blow for... Uh, I understand where Charles Barkley is coming from because it's they're an eight seed. They're in the Miami well, Heat. Well, the Bucks are deeper, so they have yeah. more depth. So I get That's it, but... Partially why they're better. Yeah. <laughs> when you lose the best player in the NBA, uh, I'm not, I don't have an MVP vote, so I, I feel okay at saying that. Uh, it makes it tough, but yes. Anyways, so there you go, Terry. Sir Charles Barkley on your side, sir. Uh, Wisconsin's transfer portal commitments uh, half are gone. Took a big hit. Noah Reynolds out of nowhere tweets out last night. Uh, let's see here. After consulting with friends and family, I've decided that it is no longer in my best interest to attend the University of Wisconsin Madison. Thank you to Coach Guard and the rest of the staff, but I will be reopening my recruitment. Hashtag respect my decision and replies turned off. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't really care. Can you be mad about some player that never changing his mind and oh, decommitting and opening up, reopening up his commitment when he never so. actually got here and played? No, no. I don't know. I don't um, think so. Some people will be mad about it. It's one of those situations. I bet he ends up at UW-Green Bay. From Wyoming to Green Bay. Former assistant coach is now the head coach at Green Bay. Former assistant coach at Wyoming, now the head coach at Green Bay. And said head coach hired his brother as an assistant. I mean, that that there's a lot of evidence potentially there to make you want to change your mind. Yeah. And it's still the same state. And if I remember correctly, he was from Peoria, Illinois. Yeah, correct. correct. Now, from a Badgers point of view, what was Noah Reynolds going to be for Wisconsin? He was going to be more of what? A scoring guard off, off probably off of the bench here because yeah. he was a guy that a better Jordan Davis came into Wyoming <laughs> and kind of sat a little bit, got his feet wet. And then concussions year two took that huge step, but he was more of a scoring guard. Yep. He was he was a scorer, but also he struggled from the free throw line. Yeah, he's not good shooting free throws. Now, AJ AJ Store comes in, and he is a 
top 90 recruit in the country last year, goes to St. John's as a true freshman playing like, what was it, 15-ish minutes a game. Mm -hmm. He averaged nine points, a couple rebounds, and a couple assists a game. That's pretty productive for not a ton of minutes. And the fact that, turns out, the Big East was a pretty darn good conference last year, especially when you had Connecticut, the team that won the whole thing, and then teams like Marquette that were quite good, Creighton that were quite good. I mean, you can go on and on. The Big East was good last year. He came in as a freshman, averaged nine two and two in limited minutes. That's pretty freaking solid. I'm sure Noah uh, Noah Reynolds came in and was like, "Well, they already have Chucky Hepburn. They already have Connor Asijin. I mean, you already have uh, Max Klesmet. Now, AJ Store comes in." He's he's probably sitting there counting everyone and going, ooh, yeah, I'm behind him. Ooh, yeah, I'm behind him. And it makes sense of why he might want to transfer. Yeah, the Green the Green Bay thing is a good uh, notable thing that you guys are talking about here uh, with all the connections now for him. And let's see here for Zach, our sports director. But I think the he other, said the reason for his decision unclear, especially Wisconsin already announced it. Right, I think another right. good thing about not saying that it's a good thing that he's leaving because it's nice to bring in players with different uh, abilities, right? Mm-hmm. But at least I think from a Wisconsin point of view, a, a positive is that the better player of the two transfers yes. on paper is staying. Yeah. Yeah. It's the lesser transfer that's transferring out. And especially if you go to a Wyoming to a Wisconsin, you would say that that would be an upgrade. Mm. But if you go from Wyoming to Green Bay, yeah, you might know the coach and your brother might be an assistant. That's kind of a downgrade. Yeah. From the Mountain West to the horizon, <laughs> and not only the horizon, but one of the worst teams in the horizon. Yeah. I He's got some buddies there, you know, some connections. Maybe he wants to be the reason why Green Bay rises like a phoenix, Rowdy, from the ashes. Green Bay hasn't rose like a phoenix <laughs> in uh, quite some time. <laughs> yeah, so Noah Reynolds, uh, th- thank you. For your service, I guess. But that also means that another roster spot's open. Yeah, let's go. Now we can get someone who's over 6'10". Ooh, 6'9". 6'10". Seven foot. Let's not get too greedy. Let's not get greedy. Our guy J.A. Krebs says uh, about the Noel Reynolds leaving, he says, I saw someone tweet out, once a badger, always a badger. Respect. (laughs) (laughs) That is the saying. Was he a badger? Was he technically a badger? I mean, they did put him in the... He did have the uniform on. They had the photos. So I guess you could say he was a Badger. Was Marcus Allen technically a gopher? Did he yeah. ever pose in the uniform? He he had he a little fake. He did. I don't do, know if he actually got in it, but there, yeah, there yeah. was a Photoshop tweet of it. Yeah. Did Noah Reynolds actually pose in the uniform? Or was it Photoshopped? Because I, I, I remember seeing the pictures. He was definitely on campus. You think that's deleted now? That's a... That's what I was just going to do. Uh, yeah, he was on campus well, yeah, during the NIT run. During the NIT. So the Badgers were not on campus. Yeah. Well, it depends. Was that when they're in Vegas or when yeah, they they, okay. were, they were gone? Regardless. It was, it was during uh, when they were in uh, Eugene. Uh, in Oregon. Yeah. Regardless, he was at the campus. He was around Madison. Did Correct. Marcus Allen ever make it to Minneapolis area? That is a great question. <laughs> Who knows? Because that was over winter break, wasn't okay. it? Because it was right at the end of fall semester. Yeah. And it was like a 10 to 15 day period over winter break. 
And then he's like, actually, just kidding. I'm coming back to Wisconsin. I do have uh, the Instagram account up of Wisconsin basketball. Now, this one is clearly Photoshopped of him in it because it's like live game yeah. action. Yep. But if you go, there's three pictures. If you scroll the next one, I don't think that one's Photoshopped. That one kind of looks legit. He's wearing the Wisconsin uh, black with the... Yeah, that does not look like the pinstripes with the you know the sayings they have on it. And then this one, he's throwing up the W in the jersey in the Cole Center. I think you, you, I think you got to say he was a Badger. Yeah, he threw up the W and he wore the jersey. Once a Badger, always a Badger. It does appear Marcus Allen has deleted his commitment to the Gophers. (laughs) Here is here is Noah Reynolds. Noah Reynolds on becoming a Badger, and I quote: "As he's throwing up the W wearing the uniform." The most important thing to me, and something that stood out throughout my visit, was that nothing is promised here. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. For me, it's all about the, the work you put forth to commit to a team. Yeah. Those comments did not age well for the Badgers. <laughs> that did not age well. Well, I mean, when you say when you say nothing's guaranteed, so you leave, what does that say about you? The most important thing to me, and something that stood out throughout my visit, was nothing is promised here. That's what I was looking for. For me, it's all about the work you put forth to commit to a team. You brought in another guard? Yeah, I'm out. All right, we'll see you later. Hey, no ill will. Like, no. thanks, for, thanks for your five days as a Badger. We'll see you yeah, later. Though. He's not a Badger. <laughs> you got to get in the stat sheet to become officially a Badger. <laughs> I don't care. If he is. He threw up one dub. It, oh, he did. Oh, there you go. I don't care if you chuck up one half-court shot that misses. You're officially in the in the scores. Airball a free throw. Yeah, airball a free throw. Maybe grab a rebound that was tipped to you and it was just lucky that it fell in your hands. Once you get in that stat sheet, you're official. Have to do a jump shot to make a free throw. Well, all he had was one throwing up W. Yeah. And a comment that didn't age the greatest. Yeah. It's all about commitment for me. You know what I, you wonder why I picked Green Bay? Because uh, everything's promised what? here. Yeah. I'm promised I'm, a starting position here. The entire team left. They yeah. have nobody on their roster. I was promised I was I'd promised start to- day one. They promised they'd start me. I intend to start you. <laughs> All right, I'm coming. You tell Gardo and everyone else, this is fun being a Badger for a couple days. All right, we got our... Badgers uh, play Green Bay this year? I hope so. Basketball schedule. I mean, they played them pretty consistently. Yeah, I'd assume so. There haven't been much of games lately, but... Well, they haven't played Milwaukee in a couple seasons. Yeah, they don't want to get tuned up too hard, you know. <laughs> All right, happy 420. Here's some Willie Nelson. They can't fit Milwaukee in the schedule between the uh, Whitewaters and Platteville. So that's true. <laughs> uh, Scott Tetherman, a character in South Park, uh, early on in South Park. Cartman, Eric Cartman, eventually made him cry. And Cartman says, oh, this is salty tears. I love the salty tears. Of Scott Tetherman. I also love the salty tears of Mariners fans. Hey, Tommy Rage, what's up, buddy? Oh, Jesus, evil. Congratulations <laughs> on the sweep, my friend. Thank you. Rowdy, I put, I I put all my, my effort into it. Thank you. Right. Well, do, Rowdy, do I have to wait another 25 years to make another playoff appearance? I mean, this is not the way any team should start off the season. Well, I think <laughs> my first my first thing would be just... Chill, man. It just just chill, chill man. man. It's 420 today, Tommy. Get, chill out. Give them a couple months and see where they're at. Yeah. 
All right, I'll do that. I mean, we in Washington State gladly support the 420 legalized, hint, hint, Wisconsin. But, you know, it's 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 pretty sad being the Cleveland Browns of, of Major League Baseball, you know, where we spend a lot of money on former players like Robinson Cano, and we've got nothing to show for it because we get shut down. I'll admit, great Brewers pitching the last uh, three games. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was, that was impressive. It, well, t- Tommy, let's see here. I'm trying to think of uh, what the Mariners have going for them. Like, what's what's your? They've big, got a lot of young Julio kids. Rodriguez, Ty France. Yeah, rookie of the year. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you know, they've got some young talent, a lot like the Brewers. Ken Griffey Jr. Is that your? Is oh that, please! Is that, oh please! Is that your? Is that your? The biggest claim to fame? Uh, no, Ichiro Suzuki. Oh, Ichiro! Yeah, I mean. Okay. There's there's a lot of great players that have come out of Seattle. Alex Rodriguez, uh, Alex Rodriguez, hell yeah! <laughs> you claim him? Uh, yeah, he started out in our organization. Absolutely. Was that pre-juice? Oh yeah, he was it a was thing young guy. Pre Texas Rangers. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'd plant my flag on the Ken Griffey Jr. mountain. Like that'd be Randy Johnson. Oh yeah. How about Felix Hernandez? See, they got some great ones out there. Yeah, the King Felix, uh, the dominator on the mound. So, yeah, there's, the team has a lot of potential, like the Brewers. I just get really disappointed when I get my hopes up and get swept, get swept by the Brew Crew. So, congratulations to you guys. Well, Tommy, we can we can share this together, okay? Uh, both of our clubs do not have a World Series title. So, uh, misery loves company, okay? There you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, well, I'll see you in the World Series, then, my friend. <laughs> this year? This year. This you got year. it, buddy. Book you guys it. are going to I'll, I'll are pay for the tickets. The NL, yeah, take the NL all the way to the to the big game, and I'll see you in the AL. Tommy, all right? if, if the Mariners and Brewers go, get to the World Series, I'll pay for everything. You and I and Rowdy, I'll pay for everything, okay? There we go. All there right. we go. You're Sounds man, like brother. a plan. Keep our fingers crossed. See you, buddy. Thank you, friend. See you. Line four, good morning. Hey, guys. Daniel! What's up, Daniel? What's happening, bro? Well, you you brought up the Christian Yelich's back argument. Um, and he might not be back, per se, to, like, <laughs> MVP Yelich, but he's, like, a top-of-the-line leadoff hitter. Well, we just want, we just want what, Rody? A borderline All Star, Yelich. That's that's my goal for Christian Yelich. If you can give the Milwaukee Brewers the next four or five years a borderline All Star, I guess we're gonna have to be all right with that. But nothing, nothing less. Okay, but then my question becomes: What's a borderline All Star leadoff hitter? Right? Like, what what average do you have to hit? See, I would have said just for Christian Yelich. My borderline all star for him would be like hitting 280, hitting close, around 20 home runs, you know, being like a 70 RBI guy and being able to score or steal 20, 30 bases and, and kind of how he's been running the bases as of late. Well, I kind of, I, I mean, apart from the average, which I mean, he's actually got a better average this year than he's had the last three years so far. <laughs> but um, there's still room for improvement there. And I, I mean, maybe it's like my brain and my heart mixing together and saying we're paying this guy two hundred million over like ten years. I think it's your brain. It's your brain kicking in and be like, This is pretty egregious. Like we need we need something out of this guy. Yeah. So um I'm like grasping at anything that he's doing 
and saying, hey, look, he's doing something, right? And yeah, you're trying to just, justify the money. You're trying to justify it, you know? But, like, he's like, it, it, it's just the strikeouts that, that kill me. Daniel. He strikes at the worst, worst times. Daniel, you know how we try to justify, like, oh, okay, Yelly did this, Yelly did that. Like, he's earning his money a little bit. Imagine being Mark Adonazio, a guy who hates spending any money, and you got to try and justify Christian Yelich day in and day out. Imagine being in the brain well, of him. Well, I mean, I feel like I've made my, my opinions about Mark Adonazio uh, pretty clear over the last couple months. But yeah, call him an idiot I, again. Well, yeah, he's, I, again, I, I won't call him, <laughs> I'm not going to call him an idiot because he's a billionaire. And I have thirty thousand dollars in my checking and my total to my name. You know what I mean? So, whatever. Hey, Mar- hey you know if you I mean? want to lend some to Mark, he'll take some. <laughs> well, but do you know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm not going to call him an idiot, but he doesn't exactly run the best organization. Yeah, you know. Um, I don't know if he's a billionaire. He's like his net worth has seven hundred million. So maybe if you're not a true billionaire, can you? Maybe you can be an idiot. I don't know. Well, maybe if he wasn't an idiot, he'd be a billionaire. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but hey. Either way, I'm not going to be mad at it because they're sitting at 14 and 5 yeah. about a little less than a month in, and I wasn't expecting that. I don't know if anybody was expecting that. Yeah, I don't know. And we got, we've gotten to see a bunch of young guys tearing it up, having fun on the field, and the, the cheese head thing is great, mm-hmm. rowdy continues to rake and he's yeah, good I mean, i'm happy good. with it and then they 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 topped it off with a little bucks victory last night without Giannis. Oh, daniel a planet pat pat Connaughton, unconscious from beyond the well, dude where was he game one well it, i mean maybe maybe that's just bud playing poker i guess he's just he's kind of holding on to that one he's like all right i'm gonna throw this out when i need him and then, you know, he comes out there with just insane energy. Like, yeah. I, I swear, like, I, I w- in the second quarter, I think I was just watching 24 run around. I was like, all right, there's a three. Oh, it missed. Well, Pat tipped it somewhere because he's, he's everywhere. Yeah. It was impressive. And I, I hadn't seen that kind of, like, energy, like, little white boy jumping around energy from Grayson or anybody for for a while. So that was that it was, was nice. nice. Daniel, do you play Giannis Antetokounmpo game 3? Do the Bucks need him right away? Like let's if he, if he, you know, if he's just still a little banged up, do you play him game 3 Saturday against the Heat? Well, I I play him cuz he's the best player in the NBA. Same. But I I also have to go on record and say if I see one more tweet that says the Bucks are better without Giannis, <laughs> I'm going to jump off a bridge. <laughs> No, you don't jump off the bridge. You take the people that tweeted it out and throw them off a bridge. I, like you have to, you have to not know what the game of basketball is, or how to watch it, or what winning percentages mean to say something like that. It's just, it's just. Oh my god, we're we're back in 2018 when everyone was like, oh, Giannis isn't even the second or third best player on his dad. Shut up. I'm just that. No, so ridiculous. Just so ridiculous. And I, yeah. Yeah, Daniel, I'm glad you could get the that off your chest a little bit. I agree with you wholeheartedly. It, it feels good. Uh, Bucks winning down in Miami though on Saturday, yeah or nay? Uh, yeah. I mean they're just a better team. Yeah. It, it, and now without Tyler Hero, 
obviously he's not as big of a loss as Giannis. Another stupid take, but <laughs> yeah, Charles Barkley was all over that yesterday. Without without him, that that's tough for them. They don't have the three point shooting to keep up yeah. with the energy that the Bucks can bring yeah. from one to ten. So, um, Daniel, be the man, brother. Much love. Yes, sir. Right, see have you, a good one. See you, buddy. Good stuff from Daniel, as always. Daniel's the man. All right, Rowdy, we got an interesting tweet here from our guy J.A. Krebs, and he has said this before. Uh, the Brewers, pre-Mark Adonazio, it's a, a puking emoji. This guy barfing. The Brewers with Mark have been winning. He might be cheap, but he has run a good organization, and it's not even debatable. Yeah, I agree with uh, J.A. Krebs there. Yeah, totally. He, he's run a pretty, pretty solid organization even if he is cheap at times, which clearly I think a lot of us bitch about or at least complain about from time to time. Yep. That's definitely hit these airwaves, right? Almost daily. But <laughs> during, during baseball but season. But if you were alive for the Milwaukee Brewers in the 90s and early 2000s, you remember how bad Bud Selig's family was at running the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, the man from Milwaukee to quote A-Rod, not, good, not the greatest. Yeah, his... Uh, his kids were not good. Listen, Mark Anazio, without his warts, obviously, but yeah, I mean, this is the quote-unquote golden age of Brewers baseball. Still a debate that I would have. Yeah, well, you you busted it down, though, the what-if scenarios, if yeah. there was more. If there, were, if there was wild cards where more teams made yeah. the playoffs, I think, more people I think would... you could easily argue it was the 80s. I love your, I love your idea on it. I think majority of people would say this is the golden age just because of, you know, playoff appearances, but you got to look at how the playoffs expanded. Like we talked about that 1987 team because they, 13 they in started a row. the season out 13 and 0 and it's still a record that is now tied with the 82 Braves and the 2023 Rays. Mm-hmm. But they started out 13 and 0. They lost 12 games. They had Paul Molitor's hit streak. They had BJ Surhoff's uh, hit streak to start a career. They had, you know, ups and downs. They won 91 games. They didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. You don't win 91 games nowadays and not make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, you're in. If anything, we've seen like with COVID in 2020 where they let in eight teams. The Brewers were below 500. Yeah, that was not fun. Now that was the one-off COVID year, but still. It wasn't fun. If you can win about 86 games, Almost every single year, you're going to be like one of the last wild cards. 86, 87, that gets you about that last wild card spot when they opened it to five, six teams. Mm -hmm. So 91, they were the sixth best team in baseball that year. Which is crazy, but they're a victim of time, right? Victim of circumstances. There was no wild card. You had to win your division. And the the Tigers happened to win 98 games that season. (laughs) Unbelievable, isn't it? All right, six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Good talk to our guy Rob Reichel coming up here. Brewers seven and three on their West Coast road trip, swept the Mariners to the chagrin of our first caller Tommy Rage. Uh, first time since what eighty nine since they got a sweep out in Seattle. Uh, that was uh, good to see. How about, on the game itself, Rowdy, really quick before Robbie gets on, uh, what do we think of Eric Lauer? Uh, as the you know the Brewers got a little uh, in flux right now with their their pitching. What do we think of Eric Lauer? Yeah, Eric Lauer pitched really really well. Obviously, it didn't start out well for Lauer as he gave up kind of those three runs right away, and the Brewers were in the hole. But he continued to pitch through it, stayed in the fight, and 
ended up coming out of it ahead, right? Yeah. Uh, the, he tried up, to make it interesting. He ended up going seven and two thirds, and he, he pitched well. I mean, I did see a statistic for Eric Lauer, and it was talking about you know his first two starts. Remember, because we were asking who's the worst starter for the Brewers is so it, far. Is it Burns or is Lauer? it Lauer? Yes. You know, it, it, we could have a debate for either one. Well, pretty much since we had that debate after their first couple starts, um, Eric Lauer and Corbin Burns have both turned it around and are pitching quite well. And I believe it was Tommy earlier in this segment that says, man, wasn't it? It, it was just nice to see how great of a pitching performance from the, the Brew crew. Mm-hmm. Dude. The bullpen is still number one in ERA. Crushing. They're also in the top 10 when it comes to whip. The starting pitching has been extremely good, especially because we were trying to figure out who was the worst starter, Lauer or Burns, two starts in, and now they have had really good starts their last two. Nobody has really been blown up. No no yeah. one's blown up. No. I mean, the the pitching staff so far, even though it's kind of leaking a little bit right now, they're, t- they're taking on water with all the injuries. They're still figuring it out and putting it together. Now, will it catch up with them? Yeah, I'm sure it will at least at some point. I'm not saying that the team's all of a sudden going to be terrible, yeah, long season, but though. they're going to start to lose some games where they're they're finding ways to win them right now. Also, because they have the number one ERA, but they have the 10th best whip, normally whip is more inducive into how you're actually pitching. So there could be room for regression in the area. Yeah. They're going to start to give up more runs because they are giving up hits. But yeah, overall, if you would have told me just in general that the bullpen would be the 10th best bullpen this year, I would have been extremely ecstatic because I would have thought that a solid year from this type of bullpen would have been like 15 or 16. <laughs> so yeah, they, I mean, they're pitching above, above their skis right now. Yeah. Uh, one bad note, Garrett Mitchell. Well, it's not too terrible on the 10 day IL, uh, left shoulder. sub. what, what was it designated as a uh, subluxation subluxation? Yeah. Now that's close to a dislocated shoulder, but not quite as bad. Yeah. So hopefully it's not as long as a dislocation, but it sounded like in that game, it popped out when he dove into third base and yeah. then popped back out when he made that throw home to try and, uh, get Wong. Now, he did so they they did have tests after he did have range of motion where he could lift his shoulder up over his head that a baby and he also had strength still in the joint when they do like the functional strength whatever it is i'm not a pt we'll have to ask uh dr Dr. thor sanity for that but yeah he had he had the strength in his shoulder still and he still had range of motion so that's also a good thing because clearly if it was popping in and out or dislocated and you couldn't move it and you didn't have a lot of strength it's probably a lot longer il stint yeah again not a pt or a doctor but but i'll I'll play one on over the line They, uh, and no news on Corbin Burns, right? They haven't put it on the IL or anything. Uh, Corbin Burns is trending good. I guess he threw the other day, or he threw yesterday, said it, you know, just a little tender, but nothing major. Sounds like he's planning on making a start this weekend. That a baby Corbin. That a boy. Dodged a bullet there. <laughs> With our guy, Rob Reichel. Robbie! Good morning, Robbie. How we doing? Wow, 420. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, that's your kind of day in that studio, isn't it, boys? Uh, for one of us, truly. Truly it is, Robbie. Just just, just another day, right? It's, it, that's right, Rob. 
just another day in the life of me. Come on. Hey, Rob, how you been, man? I mean, I don't like I asked Rowdy this question a little earlier in the show. I know the draft is a week away. When we talk next, Rob, it will be the draft day. But my question is, what the hell is there to talk about the Green Bay Packers right now besides the draft? Uh, the Aaron Rodgers stuff has been beaten, you know, like a dead horse, d- disintegrating it. Like, what is there to talk about for the Packers? Well, that's what we should be talking about is the draft because it's, it's, it's really a fascinating draft, I think, for them in general. They've, you know, um, they, they've got an opportunity if, if this uh, if this trade eventually goes through, and I fully expect that it will, to to certainly land another, let's call it top fifty pick. They might get a top fifteen pick. Evo, if they can get that 13th pick from the draft right now, I, you know, they, they've, they've got three of the top 78 for the top 116. It's just, it's their own one, their own two, their own three, their own four. Um, at this point in time, they got some compensatories later on in rounds five and seven that they can, you know, go and use. But, you know, it, it, it it's going to be interesting, Evo, because it, it's a roster with an enormous amount of holes right now. I mean, if I'm, if I'm ranking it, I probably go wide receiver, tight end, uh, outside linebacker, and defensive end in in no particular order. But those are clearly the four biggest needs on the roster. And if they if they stand pat at 15, there's there's a really good chance the highest player on their board is is going to be one of those positions. They're they're also a team evil and in the midst a little bit of rebuilding. I think I, I still think they're going to be extremely competitive next year and have a really good chance at, at a wild card type of a season. But I, I could see him moving back in this draft, Evo, and, you know, taking that 15th pick and let's say moving back to 22, 24, somewhere in that range and, and adding, um, you know, adding another second round pick in the, in the deal there, you know, get a, get a one and a two to go back nine, 10 spots, something like that, which, which would line up on the NFL trade value chart. So it's, uh, it, it, it's going to be extremely interesting. Um, we, we've spent way too much time in this state for the last three months talking about number 12 and, uh, with, with the draft just a week away, Evo, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's turn our attention to that because it's, it's really a critical one for the Packers. So Rob, uh, with the, you know, it being critical for the Packers and I wholeheartedly agree with you. I don't know how I can still talk about Aaron Rodgers for just all day, every day. It's just, I don't know what else there is left to say, uh, but Rob on, <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's like I listen to some well, I, shows and I'm like, I don't know how. You, you, you know, I'm with you, brother. I don't know how you can do it. <laughs> Anyways, Rob Bryson joining us right now. Robbie, the Packers, and this is not a, you know, an Aaron Rodgers, Jets, Packers thing. Well, the Packers never drafted a first round pick uh, for a skill position for Aaron Rodgers. Hell, you got to go all the way back to what, Javon Walker, um, 2001. What do the Packers do with that 15th pick besides, I know you brought up the, the trade back, but if they do stand pat at 15. Are they getting a skill position like a tight end that everyone's talking about? Or uh, Rowdy, what did you say yesterday about an unsexy thing? Yeah, I could see offensive line, Rob, because you probably are going to want to find a, an offensive tackle that you can groom because David Bakhtiari probably not going to be there in two seasons. I wouldn't be surprised if they fell in love with a safety because it's not a deep safety draft. Hell, we've seen Brian Gutekunst fall in love with an edge, and this is a pretty deep edge draft with some talent. I, it's it's going to be a crazy draft for the Packers, and I think they're one of the most unpredictable teams going into the draft. Well, I agree with you, Nelly, and it's because they have so many needs. I mean, in all my years of doing this, I, I don't remember a year where they maybe had quite this many needs where, you know, they, they really need to find three or four starters, I think, 
you know, out of this draft. I, I don't think it'll be offensive line. Nelly, I, I do think that's one position there. They're in pretty good shape at. I, I think their future left tackle is already on the roster in Elton Jenkins. And I think, you know, a year from now, if they move on, let's say, from David Bakhtiari, Jenkins just slides over a spot. The way the way they structured his contract, guys, um, and Elton Jenkins' representatives were really smart with this. Um, and, and trust me, Elton Jenkins is going to want to play left tackle. His salary jumps dramatically uh, down the road if, if he winds up moving spots and goes from, from left guard or right tackle or wherever they put him. I mean, he's going to be the left guard. You know, he's played some right tackle in the past. Um, but if he slides over and plays that left tackle spot, um, he, he's going to make a lot more money doing so. And it's also, Nelly, just it's not a good year for offensive linemen. We've, we've, we've seen Gutekunst, um the past three years load up, and he's taken three offensive linemen every single year. Well, the, the good thing with that, Nelly, is even though they've taken some hits and lost to Brian Belagas and Corey Lindsley's and, um, you know, Billy Turner's and guys like that over the last few seasons, they, they, they do still have, I would consider seven potential starters on the roster with, you know, Bakhtiari and Jenkins and, and Myers and Runyon and, and Yash Neisman and Zach Tom and, and even Royce Newman, who started his whole rookie year there. I mean, there's some depth there, even Jake Hansen and, Sean Ryan, who was a third last year, they, they've got people on, on the offensive line. Um, you're right, Nelly. Safety is not good um, on that roster right now. I'm, they, I mean, are, are they really going to run it back again with Darnell Savage and, and take that chance? I guess if they had to play a game tomorrow, the answer is probably yes. You know, but you might be able to find a, a safety a, a, a little bit deeper in the draft. I, I still think it comes down to wide receiver, tight end, defensive end or, or edge rusher. And, and, you know, it's crazy. You know, they've taken defense 10 of the last 11 years in round one. Um, it, 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 it is a real misnomer uh, when, when people throw it out there and say they never got Aaron Rodgers, a first round wide receiver, or a first round tight end. It isn't like they ignored the position because they, they went heavy at that, at those skill spots in rounds two and three for Rodgers all, all those years, you know, taking, you know, even as far back as 06, they, they took Greg Jennings and then they took James Jones and, and then they took an 08 Jordy Nelson and, and they took Randall Cobb for him in round two of, of 2011. And Jermichael Finley was in there, I think, as a third rounder in 08 and on and on and on with Devontae Adams and, you know, 14 and stuff like that. So they, they all the way through now, was it round one? No, but they got some stud wide receivers for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers had far better weapons to work with the overwhelming majority of his career than Brett Favre ever did. So I, I you know, I, I don't want to hear any of that stuff. Now, do they, do they, do they need some wide receivers right now for Jordan Love? Absolutely. All they have is, you know, the two rookies really from last year with Watson and Dubs, uh, you know, coming back who, who have done much of anything in the league. And they both only had about 40 catches last year and they're desperate for a tight end too. So uh, Nelly, I, I think if I had to throw a few bucks on it, I think, even though defensive end and outside linebacker are, are definitely critical needs, Brian Gutekunst has just way too much right now invested with moving on here to Jordan Love um, from Aaron Rodgers that, that I think he's going to go skill position for the quarterback right away um, and take a wide receiver, a tight end at 15 if that's where he winds up staying because there's going to be some pretty good talent on the board right there. Guys, I think that could come in and help them right away 
where if they do go defensive end or outside linebacker, you know, they, they, they got Rashawn Gary right in that range a few years ago. We know how that worked out. Gary's a stud right now, but it, <laughs> yeah, took, but it took him a couple, it took him a couple years to get there. Um, and, and I think they can get some immediate help out of a tight end. Let's say it's a Michael Mayer from Notre Dame, or, you know, even if he trades back and takes Dalton Kincaid from Utah or something like that, um, that, you know, there's, there's wide receivers that, that could immediately come in and have, and help, you know, Smith the Jigba from Ohio State would immediately become their slot guy and could probably get 50, 60 catches right away as a rookie. I love Quentin Johnson. I know some people are split on him. You know, the, the kid out of TCU, big, strong, fast, and could probably come in and, and immediately help at that wide receiver position. So my money's on wide receiver or tight end in round round one, Rowdy. But, again, like, like you pointed out, they could go a ton of different directions, and it wouldn't shock you because they would probably have, you know, get a really good player and fill a need at the same point in time. So, Rob, my question for you then, if Rob Reichel is the GM of the Green Bay Packers and he's taken wide receiver, uh, we're going to go with probably the two higher guys already gone. Who are you going to go with? Smith and Jigba, Johnston, or somebody else? I'll be honest, if I'm the GM, Rowdy, I'm probably trading back. Oh, oh Robbie! You are from the Ted Thompson tree, aren't you? <laughs> the, 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 and, and Brian Gutekunst has been notorious for oh, yeah. around the board on on, on the draft. spirit of Ted Thompson still lives, Rob. Come yes, on, yes, it is. You know, I was doing the math on some of this early. You know, if they went back to about pick twenty two, twenty four, they could they could get a pick somewhere in that fifty five to sixty range as well. Um, and now all of a sudden, you got three of the top sixty. That, that you've got a chance to get. They've already got pick 15 and 45. Um, so let's say they turn pick 15 into, let's call it 24 and 55. So now you're sitting there 24, 45, and 55. Um, instead of just 15 and 45, Rowdy, you've got a chance to fill three needs. And, and I'm not sure the gap between 15 and 22, 15 and 24 is going to be overly immense. They're going to still get a guy in those early to mid-20s that I think comes in and starts and, and, and helps them right away. Heck, Rowdy, you know, one of those tight ends is probably going to be sitting there at pick 24. Um, when, you know, if they, and let's just say if they move back into that range where they, you know, maybe Mayer drops down a, a few boards. I know a lot of people have him in the mid teens, but, but some have him at 20 to 25 as well. And maybe he's sitting there and, and you get your immediate starter at tight end, Rowdy, you know, or Kincaid falls into that range. Not everybody's in love, for example, with, you know, Smith and the Jigba or, or, or even Quentin Johnston, you know, Nelly, that, you know, that this could be a draft where you don't see a wide receiver take until about take 20 or something like that. So I know it's a gamble. I know, I know you would roll the dice to do it, but now also if you've got three of the top 60 rowdy, you can come back, you can get a wide receiver, a tight end and an outside linebacker, because I don't, I don't know that Rashawn Gary is going to be ready for week one. And you, mm-hmm. and you might have three, you might have three ready-made starters, by the time you get done with round two of the draft, if Brian Gutekunst does it right. I think it's a blessing and a curse, Robbie, that tight end and edge rushers seem to be really deep for this class. And would that tempt a Brian Gutekunst to trade back because he thinks he can get better value, like you said, adding picks, while the tight end draft and the edge draft are really deep in this class? No, I'm with you. The edge draft is is really deep. Um you know, it's always a risk with Green Bay inside that 3-4 front when they try to convert 
big men who have been largely defensive linemen, like a Rashawn Gary was. You remember, you know, he he, he was he was a you know he, he was a defensive end in a four three at Michigan, and they converted him, you know, to an outside linebacker, which is one of the reasons it really took him a couple of years to get rolling as a Packer. Now there's there's a bunch of guys they could they could try to do that with here in in this draft. You know, the the Van Ness kid from Iowa. You know, Miles Murphy from Clemson, whoever it turns out to be, even if a Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, you know, drops down the board. These are all guys in that 268 to 275 uh, pound range, Nelly. And, um, you know, that, that that's probably not going to cut it as a stand-up de- or as a defensive end inside that 3-4 front that the Packers like to play. So they'll, they'll try to turn a guy like that into a stand-up outside linebacker. Um, and now all of a sudden you've got some depth because – you know, if Gary's not ready to go right away, you know, Preston Smith's got that big contract where every year you're asking yourself, is, is he coming back? Um, they don't have a ton of depth behind the big two there in Gary and Smith, so they could add a body to the mix. I, I still fully expect them, you know, even Rashawn Gary, even with Rashawn Gary coming off the knee, guys, I still fully expect them to, to give him a contract extension at some point this year. He'll be in the final year of his rookie deal. But if he can come back and, you know, play at even 75, 80%, you know, I, I, I think he's, he's, long, he's a long-term packer. They'll give him a second uh, contract. But you would set yourself up pretty well, Nelly, too, if, if, if you go for an outside linebacker, you know, a converted defensive end at, at some point early in this, in this draft as well. Because, I, you know, they're okay with their depth there. Um, it, it, but it's, it's not great. You know, Kingsley Anikbar and, um, you know, who, who was the rookie last year who had to step in and start after Gary went down, Justin Hollins, they signed off the street and brought him back. Now he gave him a little bit of help, but these guys are backups. I mean, they, they need another frontline starter at, at that position too. So obviously the more picks they can acquire inside that top 60, your odds go up, but of course, the downside is if you go back seven, eight, ten spots from fifteen to twenty-five, let's call it, you're watching a lot of good people go off the board um, that I'm sure Brian Gutekunst would love to see, be, you know, become Green Bay Packers. Robbie, you the man. Uh, one last thing. Oh, man, we're running out of time here, but I want to sneak this in quick. How does it feel to see Jordan Love go to voluntary workouts? Uh, be there to be the leader of men. How does it feel? Number ten in the building. Hello. Been a long time since we've seen something like that in Green Bay, huh? Evil? I'm, not, boy, I'm boy. not naming any names, but you know, <laughs> seeing Ten walk in, you're like, okay, I could, I could get down with this. All right. It's like seeing the Loch Ness monster, and you know, the Bermuda we saw a Sasquatch sighting. You know, right? right. Yeah, that is funny. Um, boy, what a, what a, what a, what a remarkable revelation, right? That actually practicing with your teammates might. Might uh, might pay off down the road. I mean, we'll we'll see, right? Love's got a ton to prove when 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 he's handed the ball here in in, in September. But you know, he, he he's off on the right foot, and um, you know, hey, let let let's end this drama. And you know, and, and I and I talked through here two guys about trading back, but you know, but but if they somehow wind up with that 13th pick with, from the Jets, Nelly and and Evo, you know, they won't have to do that because now yeah. now they've got two ones, and now and now that that completely changes the landscape and, and they can do a whole, uh, a number of different things with, uh, you know, that they, they would now have three of the top 45, including two number ones. If something like that worked itself out. So, you know, the sooner they can get that trade done and, and know exactly what, you know, cards they're holding in this poker game, the, the better for them too. And I, and I fully expect by the time we talk next week, guys, that that trade is going to be done 
and Aaron Rodgers will be a, be a jet, and, and, and we're going to know a lot more in terms of the compensation that the Packers got for number 12. Rob, real quick, how are we feeling about our Milwaukee Brewers, 7-3 and three on the West Coast road trip? Also, uh, just with the Mariners, are you feeling pretty good about the crew at 14-5? and five? Boy, we never talk about the Bucks, do we? Oh, I'm saving that for the end. Yeah, no, no, no. Just real, just real quick on the crew, then or, Bucks. Or, 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 or our pal Noah Reynolds. Um, <laughs> we, we hardly know him. Hey, once a Badger, um, always a Badger. <laughs> yes, right. Um, hey, I uh, love it. I love to see that start from the crew, but you know, you know me, they teased me and they teased us way too many times and way too many years. I just, I hope this, you know, I hope we're not watching the high water mark in April, Evo. All right. All right. Hey, come on. How so, many times can you get punched in the head by a franchise before you say, boy, that hurt? Well, I don't know. I continue to be a Packers fan nonstop. I continue to be, you know, <laughs> insert every Wisconsin sports team. Well, I'll say, I was going to say, it's, it's, it's the curse of being a Wisconsin sports fan. It's right? the nut could continue them. But someone that did break that, Rob, <laughs> was the Milwaukee Bucks when they won two years ago. The deer kicked the living crap, excuse me, out of the heat last night. No Giannis. One last thing before I let you go, Robbie. How are we feeling about the Bucks and this opening series and if we get the Greek freak back to get us to another championship? Yeah, they're going to be fine with or without him, I think, this series and, and, and certainly the second one, I, I think, as well. You know, whoever comes out of that Knicks and Cleveland series doesn't scare me a, a whole lot. But, boy, Boston looks like the real deal. They're going to have their hands full when, you know, when, when the Eastern Conference Finals roll around. I, I know they have a lot of home court advantage, but, boy, Boston right now, to, to me, well, looks like the team to beat. Yeah. Rob, any last words for Noah Reynolds? Okay. He's, he's having one last listen before he heads back uh, to wherever. <sighs> any last words for Noah Reynolds for the Badgers? Well, now it probably means we got to keep uh, giving he, Carter Gilmore a scholarship and Isaac Lindsay, right? So that's, you got a, you uh, got a favorite Noah Reynolds moment? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> uh, my, 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 my favorite Noah Reynolds moment was uh, – you know, when, when, when Greg Gard upgraded that position by getting the St. John's kid last week instead of, <laughs> of instead of uh, Noah Reynolds. So, not, hey, hey, you know what? If he's a, if, if Greg Gard stays active now and he can go get himself a, a big in the transfer portal, uh, then this will work out just fine. Rob, you the man. For uh, 420, oh, going to California for you on your way out for, from Zep, all right? Perfect. Rob, Good ending. You the man, right, Robbie. Guys. We'll talk on uh, draft too. day. Draft day, Robbie. We'll talk next. You keep doing your draft homework in there, boys. We'll uh, we'll load it up again next week. Max Scherzer on the sticky stuff. Max Scherzer got ejected from the game for having a, a foreign sticky substance on him. But after you listen to Max Scherzer, what he had to say, and he did it in front of Major League Baseball officials, uh, washing his hands, also reapplying the rosin and sweat, it sounds like someone who got busted for having CBD when the cop thought it was THC. Did you see this? I did. I think it's worth noting. So they're playing the Dodgers, and it happened over a couple inning stretch. He, the umpire told him to wash whatever he had off. He went and washed it, and then it still was sticky or whatever. They were playing the Dodgers. He used to play for the Dodgers, and usually pitchers get checked at the end of an inning, mm-hmm. but they checked him at the beginning of the fourth when he was going out to the mound. Feels like a Dodgers kind of know his tricks and his tricks of the trade. They're like, yeah, we're not going to allow that to happen. Now, notably, about a year a year ago, the Mets were playing the Phillies, and Joe Girardi. Shout out to our fallen soldier. As soon Joe Girardi was right, as soon as all the say that again, Joe Girardi was correct about something. As soon as all the sticky stuff, uh, you know, discussion was going on with them outlaw uh, them 
saying that umpires had to check pitchers and all that. Joe Girardi had Max Scherzer checked to the be- in the middle of an inning, and everybody lost their damn minds. I remember that. Well, so he was right. What did, so it, he depantsed too, if you remember correctly. I don't think that was the time, but he took his pants off. You remember Scherzer doing that? Yeah, that was at the beginning. That was of a different the time. Checks. Yeah. Now the only thing, <laughs> Ben, is that they went out and checked him actually the inning before. Yesterday, yeah. So they, they checked him a couple times. Before they they checked him. Yeah, they checked, they checked him twice. multiple times, Three and times. that's when they had him come back and wash all the stuff off. Now, I actually got an interesting text from Scherzer. Other, no, no, no. Oh. From another baseball fan. This was actually before the Scherzer incident. Now, this guy is also a big stealing signs conspiracy theorist. Oh, I'm listening to a, a big sticky stuff conspiracy theorist. Yeah, hell yeah. But he said, What's his thoughts on COVID? now this, this was the last time Corbin Burns started. And if you remember before he heard his peck, he was struggling a little bit trying to find his command. And you could tell you, he, he was, he was trying to find it. He didn't have his best stuff, and he was frustrated a little bit. But he's pitching through it. He still pitched quite well. Mm-hmm. He goes, look at what Burns keeps doing. And I go, what do you mean? Taking his hat off and running his, his, <laughs> his greasy hands hair? through his hair. His greasy hair? And he goes, he's got to have a substance in that hair. I go, well, I mean, to your point, he does run his his hands through his hair quite a bit. And if you remember... Corbin Burns, when he first surfaced in 2018, he had short hair. Yeah. When he really struggled in 2019, he had short hair. But when he came back in 2020, he had long hair. And I will say this, he does go to his hair quite a bit in his little man bun. I don't know if there's grease or whatever, but I'm just saying that was a text that was sent to me. Hey. And and we're talking about pitchers with sticky stuff. If you got that grease in your hair, why not use it? Is, well, it Major League Baseball. Is, is it that natural cheating? grease? Is it natural grease? Or does he do one of these? Crisco. Bardol. Vegisil. Any one of them will give you another two to three inches drop on your curveball. Of course, if the umps are watching me close, I just rub a little jalapeno inside my nose, get it running, and if I need to load the ball up a little, just wipe my nose. That's a uh, live audio from Corbin Burns, Rowdy. Or he goes to his hair. But that that is one thing. Watch Corbin Burns pitch. He does go to his hair quite a bit. Yeah, why wouldn't you? I'm not saying there's anything in there, but I'm saying there are people asking the question. Who was the pitcher? Was it last year that had the giant, uh, like, all the sticky stuff on his neck? Like, it was, like, clearly obvious that he was... You remember who was that? Yeah, there was there was somebody that got busted, and it was that, pretty bad. I think it was Domingo Herman for the Yankees. Yeah, it was like all his big blotch on his neck that was just clear as day. It was Herman or Severino. <laughs> <laughs> or like the one where you have it on like their glove. There was another one recently where it's like they had a bunch of this stuff on the glove mm-hmm. and it was like, dude, you have a tan glove and it's like dark stains. <laughs> like, what are you doing? At least if you're going to cheat, at least put a little jalapeno yeah. in your if nose. If you're going to have like a darker substance rubbed on your glove, please grab a black glove. Yeah. Not not like a tan. Let's be smarter about it. At least cover your tracks. <laughs> Jesus. You just you hate to see bad things happen to the Mets. You really do, don't you? You just hate to see the it. The Mets are always going to met. Are they not? They are currently metting. Yeah, they're, they're metting good, too. Hell, they were metting when the Brewers met them.
How about that? Every pitcher should have long hair, Rowdy. Like, <laughs> of course you put some stuff in your hair. Why wouldn't you? They're hand-checking you. They're not hair-checking you. Corbin Burns, you beautiful bastard. <laughs> Turns out Corbin Burns doesn't shower a full 24 hours before every start. Rubs, Just a little extra grease. Rubs a little, a little Crisco in that hair. That's how he, you know, he keeps it all down. All right, so, yeah. <laughs> hey, Ben, Brewers, hot, baby, hot, hot. In fuego. I don't know when I should do the, the semi-I-was-right lap about how, how good this team can be. Entering the season, you know? We, we had the discussion. Okay, they have some holes. You know, you don't know about the no, guys. Recall this. I was probably too blindly optimistic about what they could look like. I think we need to talk more about Craig Council managing his ass off right now. Why, for noticing Strzecki was chugging ass? Just, and then he's like, oh, well, I better get this guy out of here. Listen, he throws <laughs> Joey Weimer in there for Yelich yesterday. Well, yeah, that, I mean, that's not that hard of a move, is Yelich it? came into pinch hit and with the bases loaded and struck out, but well, that, that's yeah, not important. You, you I mean, forgot to mention that one because speaking of messages. So that's a bad move on a great council's part. No, not necessarily. They still scored. <laughs> this guy always strikes out. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pinch at a guy who always strikes out. No, he had two hits for him, though. Hey, <laughs> here are the great moves he made. Oh, yeah, and by the way, he did bring in Christian. Hey, I'm a council out. guy, too. So oh, he's, he's pushing. <laughs> I, I mean, they're winning. I did yeah. receive messages about the Craig Council um, <laughs> pinch hitting yellow situation. He let, he let Lauer go into the eighth inning yesterday. As long as it starts in 2018, give him some, give him some length. Because he's, he's kind of ha- he's forced to let a pitcher pitch now. I mean, Council Council's contract expires at the end of this season. I know. No one's uh, there's no reports of an offer or of him like wanting it. So. And I'm getting very concerned. I think Counts is either saying he wants to go elsewhere or he wants to be a family man. I don't see why he would want to go. He, or Matt Arnold is like, you're not my guy. I don't want you. He said he wanted to go to the Phillies. <laughs> I would I would <laughs> love that. Really? He, he's, he's a top, no, no, that, top three, top five manager in baseball. It's like, yeah, last my year. My ass. If Council went to the Phillies, he'd want his fired halfway through the season. No chance. Because he's actually good. <laughs> Phillies fans would be yelling would to have him, him fired Realize. by the end of the first week. Actually, you'd be throwing Wrong. hot dogs at him. What's, your, what's the Ben Kenny official statement on the hot dog night like last week and, or two weekends ago when Philly fans took all the dogs and threw them at everyone on hot, dollar hot dog day? Misrepresented. How so? What was actually happening is somebody bought a large quantity and was passing them out in a... <laughs> To, in a, to throw. In a throwing. Well, he was throwing them to people. He wasn't throwing them at people. People wanted the hot dogs. But here's the here's the travesty is these games are so much shorter. Oh, yeah. And everything goes faster. The line on, on dollar dog night, you know, the lines are going to be long. It's it's impossible to break hot dog records, let alone <laughs> buy the adequate amount of hot dogs when the game is so short. <laughs> So that's what was going on. Someone bought like 50 to 100. So and they all throw them at people. He was politely passing them out. I just I like throw. how every time how we criticize Philly? Philly fans, just in general, whether it be the Phillies or the Eagles or whoever, I just like how we point out a situation. You're like, totally misunderstood. Great fans. <laughs> totally misunderstood. Exactly. The hot dogs can be a deadly weapon. No, they can't. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. This woman is nursing a black eye. She got the shiner after being whacked by, hold on, a hot dog. <laughs> they call it a frankfurter. <laughs> yep, Kathy McVeigh was enjoying was a Philadelphia a Phillies game on Monday night when the team mascot, the, the Philly fanatic, aimed the hot dog launch in the 90s? direction above home plate. 
it came down with such force, like like a ton of bricks, and it just my glasses flew off and I started bleeding. It happened in a split second, and she couldn't catch the fly wiener. Luckily, nothing was broken. So is Kathy angry? We were all laughing. My friends and I, we were laughing. She's a huge Kathy, shiter. She says she'll be right back out of Philly's game. But she's a glutton for punishment. Hot dog One year is that soon? I won't eat another hot dog soon maybe give it some time <laughs> four years ago I remember, I remember we had that as news of the weird yeah she's a phillies fan yeah and she and is a philly fanatic gave her a huge shiner she's bleeding from she, a hot dog and she wasn't coordinated to catch the hot dog oh so now now we're victim blaming no it's if if you're shooting a hot dog it's pretty clear what the fan has to do don't get hit in the face now we're victim blaming no, there's a big there's always net. an excuse. She was sitting, if anything, she's represented sitting pretty high up. So there's time. There's uh, ample time to react to the hot dog. I will say in the video, the hot dog launcher that the Philly Fanatic has <laughs> is badass. It's power. It's better than the freaking. It looks like a cannon. It looks like a cannon mounted on a Mad Max, like in a Mad Max movie. Like, on, like they're just ready to start mowing down people. Yeah, it's a real cannon. Unlike what the crap they have at the Cole Center. They hey, can't reach the whoa, second whoa, level. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not disparage the Cole Center because we got displaced anger with our Phillies. It can't reach the second level, the cannon there. Listen, having a good hot dog cannon is not is not a crime. It almost killed this woman. <laughs> she couldn't catch it. It's so simple. It's not her and this fault. Has, her wait, mouth wasn't open. Yeah. Wait, wait. This has. I'm sending you the video. This has nothing to do with a very light toss that was going on on Monday night. Light. I saw the video, Ben. They were. Chucking those things. Well, the team was losing by six <laughs> runs. I would throw Always hot an dogs excuse. too. Dude, this hot dog, I, I'm i kind of jealous. You don't well, hear me say this much. I'm jealous of the Philly Fanatic. He's yeah, be, he's, he's about, a G. He's behind this hot dog cannon, and he is just... F- 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 I'm going to f- be f- honest. If you're in that, that hot dog Oh, she's fight, old. What do, you th- what, do you, what do you think? No, you're here? an ageist. You're a victim blamer and an ageist. Yeah, it's dollar dog <laughs> night. But you catch the right one, you might have a couple free dogs coming your way. Yeah, this is a this is instead of dollar dogs, this is free dogs. I hope this lady made the Philadelphia Phillies hurt in their pocketbook. I want tickets and dogs for life. I think this is all unnecessary. What hitting a woman in the face with a hot dog? No, making her bleed. Phillies for their their distribution methods. Listen, if I was behind the cannon, I would be laughing and having a good time. I'll be honest with myself. I would probably be trying to hit people in the face too. There you go. Line one, good morning. Good morning. Oh, I'm so glad you called in. Z, what's up, buddy? What, me? Yeah, I saw, <laughs> I saw your tweet. I was going to ask you about it. Well, okay, so. Hang on, explain what the tweet is. Okay, so the tweet is, hey, Culver's, I guess you don't believe. Wait, Culver's? Story. I thought it was Quick Trip. Or, uh, quick Trip. Let's not disparage any wrong businesses here. All right. And, and we I love Quick Trip, by the way. We don't uh, believe in tourism because I put out brochures for these companies um, and these brochure acts are first in the business. They don't cost them anything. I fill them up. They don't do any work for them. And a quick trip is asking me to remove one of the racks because there wasn't anything local in it. I'm like, uh, yeah, everything that's in this rack is within 25 minutes of here. You know what you should have done? Should have taken out one of those hot dogs from the roller and slapped someone with it. Well, here's the thing. They didn't have any hot dogs on the rollers because that quick trip isn't that good. They had a corn dog already. Yeah. Corn dogs, Unbelievable. Yeah. So I had a spicy chicken sandwich today. Wait, so 
Wait, you still Wait, bought their food? On. So you got all mad at them I, and they I, told I, you? <laughs> so you got all pissed off at them because they wouldn't, <laughs> and then you still bought food from them? This is almost like the Oakland A's and, their, awesome. and their reverse boycott. You're the man. <laughs> no, I, 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 I was hungry. I just think it's just stupid of the of quick trips because we have multiple quick trips. Like, we have like 15, 20. I think they all should have a rack. And who doesn't love a good rack, Z? We all love a good D-rack. But I'm just saying, I mean, if it's not in the way of anything and it's not disrupting your business, I don't see why you can't have it. Yeah, you tell them, baby. Call corporate up. Uh, I'll do you one better. Call Bill Michaels up next. Yeah, I should call Bill because he'll have better luck in through him because I've tried calling corporate several times and it's always the loop around. Bill's off today. Oh. Oh, hey. oh what's new? Hey, even better. Call Ben Kenny next. I will call Ben Kenny next. But I'll I'll touch in on the hot dog situation. Yeah, please do. Ben Kenny used to be a catcher, right? Yep, correct. A baseball catcher. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up. Um, you, did you ever catch a knuckleballer or anything? I did actually in the in the place I used to work out in the off season. One of it was a pitching lab, and I would I would catch the guys, and one of them was a knuckleballer. Okay, so and I have caught one too. They're not the easiest to catch. So I'm going to assume that this hot dog isn't like a fastball or a it's, it's out of a hot dog cannon. Like it's a freaking hot dog. I, I'm going to say that it's a knuckleball because there's no like center. Gra- the weight is not evenly distributed. So I can see this why that. No, I'm sure it like, flaps in the air. Yeah, it, it's like it's over here. It's over yeah, it there. Flaps. It's like a, it, you know, it's like a bad bondage movie. It's it is pretty here, tightly wrapped. There. Did you say it's like a what bad what movie? Bondage. <laughs> what have you been watching lately? What are you, the Gimp? <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. I gotta rotate. You know. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Let the freak flag. Flies. What does that have to do with a effective and maybe different way of distributing hot dogs to fans? Well, how, well, how effective is it? Dog, there's no way that you know where it's going to go. No, I'm talking about Monday, not the cannon. No, oh, I'll say the cannon gave the woman a big black eye and she's bloody. No, I'm talking about the she almost, people she was concussed. handing out the hot dogs on Monday through the air. Handing out the hot dogs through the air. <laughs> I don't know. What I does bondage have to do with that, Ziad? Actually, that is a good question. <laughs> Well, you were talking about hot dogs. What do you do? I guess I don't want to know what you do, actually. Yeah, this is... Listen. Go ahead. I don't want to know what you do with the hot dog and the leather. That's fine. What happens in the Dells stays in the Dells. <laughs> Here we go. It's that Z and the D, I, can, I already know what you were watching. It was the combination of your bondage and your, I don't want to your, your hot dogs. It was <laughs> James Bondage <laughs> and the man with the golden wiener. You know it. He got me mad. <laughs> Went straight to and DVD. Now it goes back to what, you're trying to, to what were you trying to put up at Quick Trip now, Z? Now I have a question about what you're trying to put up on that brochure rack. I was putting just my own this mid-continent, New Delta. Yeah, right. Said, come get the gimp. You. Come get the gimp. Z, we love you, buddy. I love your love phone you calls. Too. They're always great. Me too. <laughs> I can understand why Quick Trip did not want the rack anymore. Yeah, they're like, what is this? Why is why is this brochure called Leather Daddy? Like, what is? <laughs> we got a break. No, <laughs> I have a constructive criticism for Quick Trip. All right, I'm listening. It's it's really simple, and it's not that major. There is not close to 
the the selection of sparkling water, no, of seltzer is not close to adequate. Just drink water like a normal individual. The only seltzer they have is the flavored, like the yeah. There's the, chemicals in the there, sugary then. flavor stuff. No, not the simple, just carbonated water. Why don't you just drink water? It's because free. I like carbonated water. It's better. But I would, I would be giving them so much business if, if there were those seltzers there. Well, I will and get, I will get on the horn with corporate after the show. <laughs> it's, it, it's so a lot simple. Of, a lot of calls to, to corporate today for Quick Trip. I need more seltzer. And also, also make sure that uh, that certain Quick Trip that Zine is no longer allowed in with his le- leather daddy <laughs> brochures. All right. What's your? <laughs> it's a new attraction in the Dells. <laughs> come see, come see the amazing Gib as he puts hot dogs places you don't want to know. One lady left with a black eye. <laughs> ben, it's up to you. Your perfect oh, seltzer would be what? Hot, hot dog flavored water? No. No. Uh, but you, you also do wonder, you, you open the segment speaking of SpaceX. Oh, yeah. Thank you for bringing it all together. You wonder how more effective SpaceX would be if they had the same technology that the Fanatic hot dog cannon has. Because that thing pumps. That thing pumped a hot dog from the field, like, way up in upper deck. Which is what it is supposed to do. To seriously injure a woman. Pay attention.